Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Last week we had Jackson Hastings on. He's obviously joining up with the West Tigers for season 2022. He's just come out of quarantine over the last few days, so he'll be back into it, ready to rip and tear over the next few weeks with the Tigers. Obviously he's a guy that left the NRL a couple of years ago. Name got tarnished a little bit. He made a lot of mistakes himself. He's owned all of them. Jackson talks about all that, that sort of stuff. Also talks about his arrival at the West Tigers, how he ended up there, the things that influenced him to go to the West Tigers. A really interesting chat, and I know a lot of you think that I hate the West Tigers, but I've got to tell you, listening to Jackson talk, he might be the sort of guy that they need at the club. I'm really looking forward to watching his his narrative uh, play out at the West Tigers. He's a guy that has been much maligned for a number of years. He's made a number of mistakes, there's no doubting that. Uh, he owns up to them, he cops them all on the chin, and he's just learned to be better, essentially. He's a better footballer, he's a better man now, so really excited to see him return. That podcast came out a few days ago. Highly advise you go back and have a listen to it if you haven't. I can see by the numbers on it that probably most of you have, though. But Jackson also did a dream team for us, which we'll be dropping on Wednesday. I'll let you know exactly what time it will be coming out, but it is a sensational chat. Like myself, Jackson, a bit of a rugby league nerd, if not a total rugby league nerd, really understands the history of the game. Obviously, his father, Kevin Hastings, played a long time ago as well, so there's a lot of stories that he's passed on from his dad and stuff. So a really, really diverse football team ranging over the last 50-odd years. It's an excellent 13, one of my favourites so far with a couple of guys that were a little bit unexpected, but that I couldn't possibly argue with. Today, we're going to have a look at Jackson's Hastings, his second Second row, so he's two, he's two second rowers, and he's lock forward. Now these guys, they chopped and changed a little bit over the process of him making his team, but personally. I think he came up with quite possibly the best back row that we've ever seen. I'll hand it over to Jackson now to run you through his back row. These three are absolute champions. Hey, these two back rowers. <laughs> They are just, they are where Bashu and skill set you out of a game meet each other. 
Let's start with Sonny Bill. Um, I mean, mate, I st- and I'm sure you would remember, it's 2004, he made his debut against the Eels. He was playing out in the centres. I think he had two tries at half time, and he'd laid on the flick pass. He'd done it all. Um, obviously, some controversy when he left and whatnot. And then he came back, walked into rugby league, won a premiership six months later in a team that hadn't really done that well the year before. Crazy to think how quickly it all turned around. And then since then, I mean, Sonny Williams isn't a footballer anymore. He, he's a brand. It's unbelievable what he's done. It's the it for me, and this is just my own personal opinion, and everyone would have seen different. He's the greatest talent I think rugby league's ever seen, ever. Like to be that big, to move that well, to be able to ball play, to be able to hit, to be able to offload, to be able to defend in terms of like checking and getting off leads, to be that smart, to be that humble. To be that good looking, like what? Like it's not what, fair. Nothing, it's not fair, bro. Like, but the thing that I've always um, admired about Sonny is how he's treated me. Like, obviously, I went through a bit of shit there at the Roosters and and things like that. But he was always one bloke that um, just treated me the same as he'd treat anyone else, and and that's the sign of a, a really good man. That um, I never had issues with Son at all, not once. And instead of going with the flow, kinda he he took the high road and, and, and took me on, on how we were together. And that's one thing that I'll always appreciate and respect about him and just the freakish talent and, and actually pinch myself that I got the chance to play alongside him because what he did in the game and, and what he did for the All Blacks, the Roosters, the Dogs, everywhere he went, he, he pretty much won or, or nearly won. Do you know what I mean? So he boxed. And as you said, for a rugby league player to be a global Adidas ambassador with like Lionel Messi and people like that, you've got to be a different sort of breed. So yeah, Sonny Bill, what a, what a man, what a player, what a, what a human. Insane. And mate, the other guy you picked in the back row, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to your debut. I think you were playing with Sonny Bill and playing against Sam Burgess that night. Oh, I think last time we spoke, you told us about how he, he gave you a little spray as you came on the field. You must have absolutely shit yourself. You know, when, when this podcast, I forgot to tell you, when the podcast come out, um, he messaged me and he goes, ha, 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 I remember that night. Um, <laughs> That's unreal. Just wrote back, ha, 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 yeah, thanks, mate. But I felt like, oh, fuck, I'll bet you do remember that night. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but um, uh, Sam Burgess, like, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of, like, the interactions I've had with him as well. Like, And then to be a part of that Great Britain setup, and then to hear him, to hear him speak, like, mate, honestly, if if someone was a prototype of, of talking and then going and doing it or didn't have to say a word, but he'd go out and do it, Sam was the guy. I remember like, I played with George over in the in the Super League. I also got to play with Luke and I played with Tom for Great Britain, which is random. I played with all three at different times. But uh, Wayne, obviously, our coach, I keep going back to Wayne because he's got so many stories. He's been around and coached that many people. But um, he told us a story about when he had Sam at halftime once. I, I or did Sam tell me? One of them would tell him anyway. He wasn't playing his best game, Sam. He wasn't going into contacts as hard as he would. His body was like down. Apparently, he was like in the in the toilets, like he was he was haunching over, like uh, hunching over, like the sink. Sorry. And um, Wayne's obviously walked in there to do a piss at halftime, and he's gone. Fuck me! Are you going to be Sam Burgess the rabbit? Are you going to be Sam Burgess the best forward that's ever played? And apparently he said, fuck off, Wayne. He went out there, won the game on his own, just started smashing blokes, terrorizing them. But yeah, if you if you need a colossus and a leader that's just going to intimidate and, and, and go after the opposition's best player, like fucking hell. 
remember the night where when he went after Sonny, the first game Sonny come back, he went out of his way to go after him, and and not many people could get the best the best of Son at all, and it was a pretty good fucking battle that, and I would have hated to be in between it, but inspirational inspirational person, and even just watching him on the the SAS, like how open and honest he is as, as a human, and the accountability he has for, for everything. Um, rugby league related life related and then to go on to that show and to show how mentally and, and physically strong he is still a bad shoulder I mean um, he's an inspiration um, Sam Burgess is an athlete no doubt and um, I had to have him in the team Mate you could pick those two back rowers and then pick 11 other planks of wood and your team would be okay they're just those two sorts of footballers aren't they and like leadership man with those two you don't even need anyone else to speak like those two alone just carry so much weight in terms of um, leadership and talent in their in their little fingers. It's not even funny. And, and but they're two really humble blokes that give back to the game. Obviously, Sam in a coaching capacity, and Sonny doing what he does on stand. But he's got that real good leadership role. He's obviously helped Quade get back to his best footy. And like I know it's completely off topic, but I'm loving watching what Quade's doing for the Wallabies. Just playing carefree Quade Cooper footy that that made him so great ten years ago. Like, I used to have. My Facebook, I used to have um, QC as like one of my th- – oh, um, not Facebook. What's the other one called? Um, Bebo. Bebo. It was Jesus. Like, it was like, it was a QC with Quade Cooper, like mid-air doing a step as my background picture. Like I loved him. And um, I, I appreciate what Quade's gone through as well. He's a bit like Sonny gone, and Sam as well, like going through a bit of stuff. And, and now they're complete role models and, and people genuinely look up to them and – um, the way they all approach their life now um, after the stuff they've been through is um, pretty inspirational, really. So I've taken a lot from them and, and just try to apply it in my everyday life and, and hopefully become um, a good person like they all have. As you said, completely off topic, but but it's hard not to appreciate what Quay Cooper has done and how his character arc has changed. He was the He was the scapegoat. He was the guy that the media would blame on everything. He's now walked into this Wallabies team who, you know, I don't follow rugby union all that closely, but to me, 18 months ago, they looked like a busted asshole. All of a sudden, I kind of want to watch them, and it's solely because of Quaid. Yeah, mate, look, him and James O'Connor in 2000, oh, don't quote me. 11, I think it was. 11, when 11. they won it, yeah. Because James, James O'Connor's another one that gets beat up a bit in the media, and, and he sort of, I hate this word reform because it's bullshit. Like, he's, he's changed a lot in his life, and, and now people seeing for the person that he is and, and those two are now really well respected and, and playing high level rugby but yeah Quade Cooper makes watching rugby union fun bro like the no look passes and and he and like you know what I loved that that goal kick he kicked from 50 out um, up there at the Goldie in his first game back and he just stood there and he didn't celebrate didn't carry on was just so appreciative of the moment and, and he was in the moment he wasn't trying to run around to get the cool Instagram pick he actually just appreciated the moment he was in because of what he's been through so stuff like that like, sort of resonates with me and, and got a lot of respect for guys like that and um, yeah it's good to see him all doing well and if you're one of those people that has hated Quade Cooper for a decade now that would have been the worst moment imaginable for you watching him kick that goal and then stay humble as all hell in a moment where you could excuse him for carrying on like a complete and utter flip it just it shows who Quade Cooper is now 100% proper leader and role model within the community and um even uh, social media can go one or two ways. It can it can look sort of fake and, and look like everything's going well or you can get real. And, and his latest Instagram posts about how um, 
the Wallabies didn't perform really well, but he was glad it's Dougley because you can take less like stuff like that's really good to read as like another athlete and and the, and that's for kids coming through that like you don't have to try and um, I don't know get in your uncle's Range Rover and take a selfie to look cool. You can you can post a photo after you lose and cop a bit of criticism because it's all part and parcel of what we do. You know what I mean? Like I posted a photo over the Super League this year. We lost five in a row, and on the fifth game, I put a photo up and I was like. I just wrote something like, look, it's fucking easy to post a photo when you win, but we're lost. We've got to be better. And just taking accountability for it. And a lot of people respect you for the fact that you're willing to put your neck on the line when it's not going so good. And yeah, I've just got to, uh, I've taken a lot from characters like them three. And um, yeah, just that I'd love to chat to like them all individually one day. I'm, I'm going to go get Sunny's book as well. Cause I've heard a few of the stories, obviously like we all have, but like to read in depth would be, would be awesome. And I still remember, you know, last thing on Quaid, but I remember when I first saw them release that jersey with Cabri on the front, and I thought, yellow with a purple sponsor on the front, that looks hideous. Now that I see Quaid in it, it looks like one of the best Wallabies jerseys I've seen. It's unbelievable the impact he's had. Yeah, mate, it's, it's crazy. Like, he, um, he's another one that's sort of like, with the, with the title in terms of like the American sports scene of like dressing nice and, and things like that too. So like the game's changed, man, and people have got to embrace it. Like I don't know um, the people that are that are old school and things like that don't like people wearing necklaces and, and all this sort of stuff. But uh, the game changes and, and the world changes, and this is the world we live in. People dress nice, people wear um, nice jewelry, and you still humble if you do that. But it's just how you decide to look. So I mean, he's part of the game changing, social media changing, and, and he's doing it for the better too. So full credit to him. Mate, I asked you 20 minutes ago, who are your best back rowers? And somehow we've spoken about Quay Cooper for 10 minutes. It's unreal. Yeah. Let's move back to your yeah. 13, your lock forward. And I believe this is another position that you changed a little bit. Uh, I'm very happy with where you landed, though. We mentioned Steve Rogers, criminally underappreciated. Bradley Clyde, right up there with the very best of them. I think he's the best lock forward we've ever seen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, and he doesn't get spoken about uh, enough. Like during discussions for for greatest teams ever, greatest players ever, um, positionally wise, Brad Clyde sort of made that Raiders team tick, didn't he? I mean, like if you look at their team with Meninga, um, they um, sorry Ricky, Laurie, Meninga, like all these headline acts, but Brad Clyde was still probably the best player on their team. I think they'd all be happy to admit that. Like just. Work, work he does. It kind of reminds me of what Cam Murray does for the Souths in a, in, a, in, a, in a different sort of way. Obviously, the game's changed, but that's the impact he had on that Raider side. I mean, if you look at that South team, littered with superstars. But if you take Cam Murray out, sometimes the wheel doesn't spin the way that it does when he's in there. And I think the Raiders side, when they were so dominant, was a bit like that with Brad Clyde too. So, I mean, I, I was tossing up putting Sam at 13 and, and putting Gordon Tallis or something like that in the back row. Um, I had Boyd Cordner in and out because of what I'd seen him do on a personal level and how inspirational he was as a player. But then when I thought about it, 
you can't leave Brad Clyde out of your starting 13, in my opinion, too. So, yeah, he's, he's made it in there. Oh, I've got an Instagram post lined up that hopefully it'll be out for when people are listening to this. But I found an old try that he scored where he gets tackled on his own 40, he plays the ball, and Steve Walters dummies to the right, and then both the markers split, and he goes through the middle anyway. He gets to the fullback, and he draws and passes, and guess who's there? Bradley Clyde, the man that played the ball on the 40-meter line. You know rugby league pretty well. How often do you see the guy that plays the ball score a try? Even more so, how often do you see a guy that plays the ball in his own half score a try off one pass? You know the only time I've ever seen that again was at Magic Weekend when Nathan Cleary scored a hat-trick. He done that. um, Yeah? So, yes. I'm making myself sound like more like a footy nerd every time we talk, but <laughs> I watch every. I remember Nathan Cleary literally got tackled. I think it was happy that scooted 50 meter break, and as he was about to tackle, he popped it up for Nathan and he scored a hat trick. So, I mean, to see it once in what, how many years ago did Brad play? 20? Yeah, about it's that. A long time in between drinks, put it that way. Once again, Nathan a halfback, Bradley Clyde a forward. It's pretty crazy <laughs> to think about. He, he just could do things that other guys weren't... There's not many guys that take a hit up and then sprint through the middle another 60 metres to get the ball back and score untouched. It's uh, yeah. And it's such a small part of his career, obviously, but it just shows the sort of stuff that he was capable of. Yeah, for sure. Like, as I said, like to, he played in a team full of absolute icons of the game. And out of all of them, he's probably the least appreciated or underappreciated would probably be the word. So, I mean... Um, yeah, what a footballer. And um, if you ask anyone that played against him or played in that era, they would say he's one of, if not the best players in, in, that, sort of, in that sort of time too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 